0: Welcome to Museum Archipelago. I'm Ian Elsner. Museum Archipelago is your audio guide through the landscape of museums. Each episode is never longer than 15 minutes. So let's get started.
1: I'm Marika Van Dam. I am the person behind Joyful Museums. I'm also the executive director of the Cambridge Historical Society here in beautiful Cambridge, Massachusetts. I'm a board member for NEMA, the New England Museum Association, and I'm the co-host of Museum People Podcast.
0: Marika refers to individuals connected with the museum field, including museum workers, as museum people. In 2016, Together with other noted museum bloggers, Marika tried to find out the reasons museum workers leave the field. Last month, they published a summary of their findings.
1: I used to work for the Park Service. That was my first museum job um, in Alaska. And I was working on a project, and I had some other people come in for the project. And I just got to know other museum people, which I had never known before. I hadn't been in the field very long. And I was just like, I turned to someone, and I was just like... Museum people are kind of weird. And he was like, no, yeah, it's true. (laughs) Like, okay. And at that moment, I should have really internalized that more, put that question out there, Mm -hmm. um, because maybe it's not that museum people are weird. It's just that working in museums can be very hard. And I, I noticed that as I kept going. I moved out to Boston. I got my museum studies degree here at the Harvard program. Um, I started working at small museums, volunteering at places, and I just, over time, was just struck by going into work every day and working at an institution with objects that I loved, history that I loved, some really amazing people, but also daily faced with, we don't have enough resources, I'm never going to get paid enough to really justify my lifestyle and the degree that I paid for and all of this. Um, and and I just, I never saw that getting better as uh, my dentist told me to stop grinding my teeth, as I saw friends just bowing out, like, I can't do this anymore, um, as I would, you know, cry in meetings. And I think that over time, I just sort of started to look at this and thought, this is stupid. This is something we should all be talking about. I formally... Put all this together in my own mind around 2014 with a project called Joyful Museums, um, where I really just said, like, guys, I think this is a problem. And I kind of threw that out there into the museum community. And I was hoping that people were going to say, like, no, 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 it's just you, like, get a grip. Um, that didn't happen. I had, uh, I did a survey myself, and um, the answers I got were just, just truly heartbreaking. Like, like, there was so, a lot of illegal stuff happening. And, you know, I've worked at small places, and you don't have HR, and you have people who are not trained to be HR, and yet there they are. And just, like, bully, all the bad stuff yeah. that you can imagine. Um, so I had a conversation. So I was doing that for since 2014 and um, sort of spreading the word around that. And then at AAM at in 2016... Some colleagues and I um, really got together. Uh, Claudia, Sarah, Dawn, and I and just really were like, you know, this is a problem.
0: One of the most common responses from your survey, which was why do you leave, had to do with money. Oh. Had to, and I mean, you you know this better than I do, but it it perpetuates other types of inequality because you if you can't pay people very much, then you only get people for whom money isn't a Uh, An object or, and that is an incredibly nasty feature of all of this. It's
1: just this, it's this huge conundrum. It's just like we're, it's continuing to swirl around itself and make itself worse. Like there's money is at the root of it. And I don't want to say museums are unique because all nonprofits suffer from this too. But that's what nonprofits are like. It's like something about this country which is crazy, which we won't go into. But it says, like, there's this rule that if you want to make the world a better place, you join a nonprofit. But when you join a nonprofit, you're not allowed to make an honest living. And you're supposed to just do it for the love of it. Mm-hmm. And how do we fix it? And we're probably more susceptible to discrimination on other levels. Like, you, you, you need a master's degree to get a development assistant job. Right. And that's just crazy, especially around here. You know, people ask me, how did you get in the museum field? It's so competitive. I started in Alaska. (laughs) They hired me just because I was around. (laughs) Um, And and not everyone has that luxury to go to Alaska to start a job. Um, I was lucky because I was an AmeriCorps VISTA, and I got paid, you know, a stipend, and that's how I ended up in Alaska. But a lot of people can't do that. You know, so anyway, sorry, yes. Anyway, no, all that is, to say, I agree.
0: No, but this is, exactly, this is exactly the problem, and it's not going to be fixed. You know, it's not going to be fixed in 10 years. And, and so um, for the people who care about this kind of thing, it's going to be the rest of the life, basically, is going to be focused on this fundamental thing. And surely part of doing this survey and putting it out there like you have has been because... You want to have this conversation? Has has it felt like the response has been adequate?
1: I think a lot of pe- it was really nice to have it out there, get people talking about it, because a lot of people stepped up and said, "Yes, um, this is an issue." Because I think that you know, previously when I did my research, it was about I was basically coming from the premise of we're all kind of miserable at our jobs. And that's a hard thing for people to come out and agree with because no one wants to be on record as saying, yeah, no, our jobs are crappy and I get bullied, you know, because there are repercussions. So I think that the way we phrased this as leaving the field is like a result of everyone's, you know, group angst. um, I think it was safer because that shows employers, you know, if you don't treat your workers better, they're going to leave and that costs you money. I wish more people were more organizations were mindful of that. So many organizations I know, museums are like, well, that's, that's just how it is. And th- yeah, you know, we're going to pay them poorly, work them to death. They're going to go somewhere else. But you know, at least we got those couple years out of them.
0: And there's someone else already right behind them. Absolutely. Me. Yeah, who's overqualified. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I, have, I just hired for my archivist here, part-time archivist, two days a week. And I got like 50 responses it's crazy, crazy. We're flooded. I mean, that's a whole, that's a whole other issue why people are unhappy, but yes, pay number one.
0: Can you review from memory a couple of the other things that you found, the other issues uh, that people brought up as to why they may have left and the, again, I think that that's that's super interesting to know that that framing was deliberate to kind of move around the, why are you unhappy?
1: Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I think it's because it's something we've all thought about. I've seen so many of my people that I admire worked in museums, and now they go as consultants because they just can't work in that environment, and also they can control so much more. That um, So other reasons people left, um, work-life balance is an issue. Um, there's this always constant, constant refrain of do more with less, do more with less. Um, we went through that in 2008, 2009, 2010 right, when the the recession hit, that was, those were low times, I think, for a lot of people, because people got laid off, or jobs didn't happen, and it was constantly just do more. Um, It's interesting to note about when people leave the field, a lot of people who leave are emerging professionals, like within the first 10 years. And so that's fascinating. So I'd, I'd love to have some conversations with those people, just to, just to hear their thoughts, because, um, I'm a Gen X. That's another side group that I have, a Gen X museums group. It's just really really fun. All of
0: these are great topics.
1: Yeah. I, I know. It's just really fun stuff. <laughs> um, there's a lot to talk about. So that's interesting to me because I think that perhaps there's some like student loan stuff there that's happening and also cost of living changes between different generations. So I wonder if those young people are just like, I'm out. I can't afford it. I don't know. That's all speculation. Um, for Gen Xers, when I think when they leave the field, a lot of the responses were like um, uh, maternity issues. So that's, I mean, that's something I face, right? I've, I have an, or- I lead an organization of two full time staff. We don't qualify for anything. So I, I constantly try to to tell people, and people have told me like, if if you leave, it's okay. You can always come back. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something important to remember. And I also. People who have left the field, they still stay involved because they volunteer. And sometimes, quite honestly, it takes someone from the outside to really make change in an organization because you could be the smartest person and people think you're wonderful until the day they hire you and then they stop listening to you. I'm not saying this from personal experience, I'm just saying that that is, that's why consultants are so paid so well. um, And people don't trust, very often don't trust people that have been working in an organization for years. Um, That's why we don't do enough talking to the front of house staff, people who see visitors day in and day out, tour guides. We never seem to ask them for their their opinions. It's insane. Um, And there's just like this back of house, front of house, like frontline staff, senior staff divide that I've heard so much about and that I've witnessed, it's, um, it's room for improvement. What's different about this leaving the field stuff is the responses that people have given about thoughts or next steps are often institution-based. You know, AAM should make accreditations changes, blah, 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 um, which I agree that those should be examined. However, I think my approach has always been the power of the people. And the only way you're going to see change is if you make it. And if you're unhappy, like you have to deal with changing your environment. You can't wait for other people to change it. Mm -hmm. So um, people don't want to feel powerless. That's the worst. That's why I encourage people who are just having bad days to, yeah, go look at other jobs, Mm -hmm. because you're going to feel better. And then you might actually think, well, actually, I got a pretty good thing going on here, so maybe I'll stay. But um, it's always having um, an understanding that you are in control.
0: This has been Museum Archipelago. We hope you enjoyed your visit. For more information or to submit feedback, go to museumarchipelago.com or museum underscore go on Twitter. Next time, bring a friend.